Hello, everybody. Welcome to Camp Codger. Join us as three old guys share their often humorous, occasionally inspirational, and sometimes serious insights into this crazy experience called the Golden Years. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Camp Codger. We are here once again, three old guys, to talk about the things that matter most in your life. And you know what? Today, it's how to make friends in your golden years. I'm joined in the studio by Gary Ebersol and Richard Kipling. So let's say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. We're going to talk about where to make friends. We're going to talk about how to make friends. And we're going to talk about some tips about how to be a good friend as well as share some stories and some personal stuff. We're going to start with a survey I found online. There's an international research group called YouGov. They surveyed adults to find out where they met their friends. All right, I've got the list in front of me. Richard and uh, Gary do not have the list in front of them. I'm going to quiz them. You guys... Where do you think these people that were surveyed met most of their friends? Work. Work. Not in bars. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richard is correct. Gary is almost correct. Because they surveyed adults, and some of those were young adults, right? So according to the survey, 87% of the people surveyed met at least one of their friends in high school, and 70% met at least one of their friends in college. And work was actually the number two answer at 75%. So people are meeting, you know, especially younger people, are meeting in, in a school setting, right? And in work, okay? Guess what, guys? We, in our golden years, don't have those places to meet new people, right? That's right. I mean, that's that's a bit of a challenge when you think about our age because we're so far removed from high school and college. I mean, we're talking decades. Yes. Obviously, we're out of our, our primary, you know, contacting new people years. As older people, do we, you know, strike up conversations with people that turn into our friends? I do, uh, most certainly. I have to say that Earlier in life, all of my friends came out of the workplace or out of some aspect of child raising, that sports teams, musical performances, theater performances, school book fairs, that's where you met and congregated with people and some of them became your friends. There was no other room for friends, really, meeting them casually, as you just announced, when I was in my work days mode. It was all either or, either work or school slash child raising. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, and this study um, supports that as well. Through children, playgroups, children's sports, et cetera, 38%. When we lose that contact with um, mm. our kids' worlds, um, we, we do lo- lose a source of potential friends. Yeah. Interesting. But the good news is if we've got grandkids and we're more involved in what they do, we could meet the grandparents of our grandkids' friends. 
which is not something I've thought of, but it's probably something I should be more aware of. I think it's one of the things that's a bit interesting is as we get older, we also have often relocate. Oh, good point. And, and that kind of tears your connections, leaves you leave people behind and starting again at our age. See, I moved to Santa Fe 15 years ago, left behind most of my work friends because most of my friends were from work. Getting to Santa Fe moving into a, a neighborhood where you really didn't know people and depending on the nature of your neighborhood it's oftentimes hard to meet people. I'm going to take a different angle on that. I felt at some point during my work life, uh, child raising life constricted in the ability to make friends that it, it was limited to those categories. There was nothing else. And now in retirement and even in new locations like Santa Fe, I find there's there's enormous opportunity, a new freedom to make friends, not only in your own small circle. Let's go back to how to make a new friend in your golden years. If I were to ask you guys, where would you go or what would you do in order to meet somebody who could be a friend? What would your first answer be? I have two devices. My mm -hmm. first one is the most critical. Marry somebody who has a huge <laughs> social network. There you because go. I inherited literally dozens and dozens yes. of friends, including Randy, because of, uh, because of my partner, B. Okay, there's one. What's the other one? Rent out your guest house on Airbnb. That's it. That's it. I think his magic is the Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. But it only happens every three to five years. So <laughs> it couldn't be a lonely, lonely time. I'm going to start with a, an, a bit of an unusual one. Don't forget your old friends. Friends that you... I, I recently recultivated a relationship with someone I hadn't talked to in the better part of 40 years. We were really close in our work place. We palled around outside of work. We were young. I reached out to him. He grabbed the opportunity to start a relationship again. And guess what? There were no glitches. We're still kind of in our funny way. We're the same people we were. And it's worked wonderfully. It's a, it's a budding new slash old friendship. That's wonderful. That's a great story. I love that. Randy, what about you? You know what? I'm going to share something personal. Um, Patty and I moved to Colorado Springs from Santa Fe in 2018. Um, mm. We moved up here because the grandkids were up here, and we decided we're going to be close by so that we get to see them during their, as, as Patty says, during their puppy years, uh, mm. which, you know, <laughs> they go by pretty quickly. And if you're not paying attention and you're not around, you miss a lot of good stuff. So we moved to a brand new town and we basically knew, you know, uh, our kids and our grandkids. And we decided to start a meetup group. I don't know if you guys have, have done meetup. Uh, it's, it's an app, app-based um, organization where you meet people and you do things that um, you all decide are, are fun or are common interests and whatnot. There are meetup groups that do hiking and there are meetup groups that uh, go to live music and there are meetup 
book club groups. But we decided, we looked at all the, the meetup groups. We said, you know, we don't really see one for us. So we, we started a meetup group called Couples, Meeting Couples, Doing Fun Things in Colorado Springs. Long title, but it tells you exactly what you're getting into, right? And we decided to just cultivate our own friends and also uh, welcome other people like us who are new to the community because that's that's a big source of uh, meetup folks, right? Turned out to be great. And our group turned out to be a hiking group. In the course of, of our meetup group, we met a couple of couples who have turned into probably our best friends in town. But we had to stick our necks out and we had to do it and be willing to kind of take the lead. But it was so worth it. It was such a great experience. I do have one tip that makes me really sound old school. And it came out of the workplace, of course. I always carry with me, whether I'm driving to lunch or walking around the neighborhood or taking a long walk for exercise sake, I carry three business cards on the hope that I might meet somebody. I don't hand them out liberally, but if I meet somebody that I think, hey, this is an interesting person I'd like to talk to again, I give them the business card. I know it sounds terribly old school. Why not just either give them your email or text them or do something? But I find that to be fumbling and whipping out a uh, business card is much faster, much, much easier. So that's my tip. That That's a great tip. I have a, a neighbor who, when I met him, handed me a business card and it wasn't really a business card. It was the size of a business card, right? And on it, it has his name and his phone number. And it says, you know, underneath where his occupation or his company would have been, it says, enjoying retirement. And I love that. I just love that. I got to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you hand out cards like that, you might be making friends. This is a really good one because I care. I also, and I'm not a paper person, right? You know, Randy's the paper guy. Yeah. He's got paper everywhere. Everything is on paper, right? But I do the same thing Richard does, carry two or three business cards. But I found recently when I hand it to people in social settings, not a business setting, they look at it and say, like, what's that? Yeah, I know. What, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, they don't even put it in their pocket. They kind of hold it with the by the edge <laughs> and thinking, "Oh my God, a business card!" And he's not in business. <laughs> what is this old codger doing? One of the things I wrote down when I was uh, thinking about this topic was get your butt off the couch, because in my life I've never been sitting on my own couch and had somebody knock on my front door and say, hi, I'm here to be your new best friend. <laughs> What's your address, Randy? <laughs> I'm not going to give that out publicly because then I'm going to get a bunch of people knocking on my door and telling me, hey, I want to be your friend. <laughs> but if you guys want to come over, that's great. Well, that's different, man. We may never leave. We, <laughs> we know you've got a big house, Randy. It's a friendly neighborhood. And we're going to bring our dogs, which, of course, as we all know, some of the classics of how to make oh, friends that's is right. get a dog. That was, that was another one that I wrote down. You know, get yourself a dog. 
Then get your butt off the couch and walk the dog every single day through the neighborhood. I've I got another story for you. You know, we we bought this big house in Colorado Springs. You know, it's it's way bigger than the house we left. And it, at our ages, uh, we should have been downsizing, but we upsized. But the, hmm. what we loved about this house is it's got a, a, a neighborhood pathway on the other side of the back fence. And uh, so we've got this big old lawn in the backyard. And we said, hey, we got to get a dog. And guess what? A year or two later, everybody in the neighborhood knows our dog. Some of these people also know us. But <laughs> our dog is a great source of friends. So don't. Don't diminish the, the 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 thought and the possibilities of, yeah, maybe a pet in my life will not only help make me feel better at night because I've got something warm and fuzzy to, to snuggle up with on the couch, but that might be a great source of some new friends. You know, another thing, and this came out of the pandemic when everybody was going nowhere, doing nothing. The one thing that people, at least in our neighborhood in Pasadena were doing was walking. People who had never been outside their house were suddenly walking around the neighborhood and we did the same. We met a whole bunch of people. I wouldn't say they've become good friends, but we met a bunch of people. We now know where they live. We say hi, goodbye. Every now and then we stop and talk for 10 minutes. It's a whole new patchwork of kind of first level friendships. Absolutely. Mm. And, and I, I think it's important to have neighbor friends. They may never mm. be your best, best friends, but having people that you see regularly and say hi to and, and human nature being what it is, when you're already acquainted with somebody, each time you see them, you, you tend to say a few more words. You know what I mean? Mm. The conversations yep. get a little longer. I mean, that's one way to build up a friendship is to to, to make sure when you're, you're meeting acquaintances and neighbors and, you know, people passing by, that you, you take another moment and you, you ask them about something in their lives. Or if they've got a dog, you reach down and pet the dog. You know, it's, a, it's an opportunity for an interaction that could lead to a really good friendship at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely mm -hmm. right. There's another way you could find friends in your retirement years, which is to get a job. And I know it sounds out of the box because you're thinking, well, after all this time, why would I want to go get a job so I could make friends? Well, the answer is that's one way we meet people, one way we get a chance to interact. I wouldn't go do a job that you're sitting in a cubicle all day long. You need to get, do something, part-time work or something, where you're actually socializing with people. You're in front of people. You're, you're connecting with people. I'm going to, I'd have to ponder this one for a while, but given that most of, until the last 10 years of my life, maybe 15 years of my life, all my friends were work friends. So I had ditto. I had no college friends left. We'd nope. just lost all connection. No high school friends left. Nope. Didn't go to church. Nope. Had no affiliations with the Elks Club or the Rotary Club or anything like that. So you really were left for any sort of social interaction with people you worked with. What? But I'm, I'm not sorry. I, I may withdraw that suggestion. Don't get a job. You finally got this far in your life. Don't get another freaking job. But I've got the perfect, but, the perfect way to, to rephrase that is to not think about a job, but go volunteer. You know, we have experience. We have knowledge. We have um, 
able bodies and time on our hands. Lord knows we've got more time than we ever had. Um, there are plenty of nonprofit organizations that would love to have us go volunteer. And what a great place to meet other people like us who are volunteering, right? So it doesn't have to be work, but you do. Yeah. Here I go again. You do have to get your butt off the couch. <laughs> but you, but by the way, you have to do one more thing, and it's really hard. I'm telling you, I work on this all the time. You got to smile. Oh, yeah. God forbid, I don't smile. My natural expression is a frown. Uh, you know, I, I come across looking as the looking like the grumpy old man. Sad, sad, sad. Well, we're going to have to work on you with that. But um, but you're right. Smile and be the kind of person that looks like he he or she wants to be a friend. Right. There's another thing I think that's really critical. Is in addition to listening. You have to really care about what the other person is saying. There's so many casual interactions where somebody says, how are you doing? And as soon as the other person starts talking, you immediately click it off. And people know that. People could tell that. And the people that I've found that have kind of the biggest circle of friends really honestly care about what the other person is saying and what they're thinking hmm. and what's on their mind. And that comes through. All right. Well, I think we've kind of come full circle on this. Um, Big topic. We might want to revisit this in a few months, but I, I love the concept of it's never too late to make a friend. I love the concept of be the kind of person that seems like you're going to be a good friend to somebody else, like smile and, and pay attention when they talk and, and be interested. And I want to close it out with a, a quote that I found, wait for it, on the internet Time and good friends are two things that become more valuable the older you get. So that's it for this episode. Join us next week. We'll be here at camp. Have a great week. Join us next week when Gary tries to explain to the old codgers and our listeners what the heck the metaverse is. By the way, if you're interested in finding meetup groups in your town, check out www.meetup.com on the web. That's M-E-E-T-U-P dot com. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, sign up at campcodger.com to receive email updates about new episodes. As always, we would be delighted if you left a comment below. You can also join the fun by checking out Camper Corner on our website.